Welcome to another edition of America's favorite podcast, Rampin' with Dave. Here, as always, the host of Rampin' with Dave. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Chris. Good to be here. And non-host, but participant. Hi, Matt. Regular participant. Hi, Chris. This is Chris. I'm the producer of Rampin' with Dave. Now, listen, Dave, you recently went on a trip. That's right. Where'd you go? I went to Florida. What part of Florida? Uh, Southern Florida, met, uh, metropolitan area of Miami. Apparently the fourth biggest metropolitan area in the United States. Bigger than that of Philadelphia. Uh, and you would uh, not hesitate to believe it if you've seen the traffic down there, Chris. Was the uh, a trip work-related? It was. Well, Most did you did you go with anybody but... About half of it was. Well, you, you went there on business. I did. Yeah. And then once you got there, you took care of some business... But also some pleasure. Yeah, that's accurate. Describe the pleasure. Where do I start, Chris? Uh, I walked off the plane. Uh, I didn't walk right off the plane. I went through the airport first. Probably had some uh, stairs. Right. Um, and then you get outside, and it's uh, about double the temperature that it was up here in the uh, northeastern United States. Uh, it was about 84, I think, that day. It was 42 and rainy up here. Uh, so it was incredible weather. Um, all the leaves were still on the trees. Uh, all the birds were still singing. The bugs were still buzzing. And uh, the birds oh not singing in the winter. Uh, they're just not really around. I don't think. I think they go into hibernation. I feel they mostly in the winter. They mostly just sing ballads. Yeah. Um, Definitely don't hibernate. Birds do not hibernate. Uh, they're. I think they are quieter to conserve their energy and their dried out vocal cords. What are you basing that on? Uh, assumptions. My skin gets dry in the wintertime. <laughs> I don't think uh, birds have skin. Uh, but, you know, they're, no, breathing. They definitely do. they're like, breathing just like any other animal, so why wouldn't their throats get dry just like ours? Birds Bur definitely have skin. No, no, just feathers. But then when you eat like a chicken and it has skin, what is that? How do you eat like a chicken? Do you peck grains <laughs> off the ground? Yes. That's how chickens eat, I think, right? <laughs> so was it, was it seamless getting to the airport? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, there was uh, problems with traffic at 6.30 in the morning that caused a massive delay. And then uh, did have to run, and we were blocked physically by train tracks. Wait, you actually ran? We did have to run. You say we. You mean you. There was another co-worker who was my there. My driver sped through the uh, parking garage uh, with reckless disregard for the value of human life. <laughs> uh, and uh, luckily did not strike anybody or anything. Wait, now, so what was the reason you were so late? Uh, because of uh, traffic and possibly an accident on the interstate. We had left um, over, we left two and a half hours before the flight was supposed to depart. So you that trip, did not leave enough time. That trip, thanks, Matt. Uh, great to uh, 2020 hindsight quarterback <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, Monday morning. Not our fault. Have uh, typically gotten to the airport in 50 minutes or less at that time of day. When you left, did you immediately leave the house, or did you have to return for anything? We returned for disc golf discs at my driver's insistence. Uh, and did you also have to get a hat? Uh, yeah, that was uh, part and parcel of the original departure, though. I don't consider that a stop-go-back uh, return type thing. Did the hat recall cause any delay in uh, taking off? About 10, 15 seconds, I'd say. I think that's grossly exaggerated. We're there. I don't know if you're qualified to comment on that. Well, you think you, so you were outside and you realized you didn't have your hat. Yes. And you walked back inside. No, the hat was in my car. Okay, all right. I won't go with the 10 to 15 then. You're right. And I do have to admit, stipulated was not there. Right. So then when you got there, uh, what'd you do? Got where? 
got to the airport. Oh, well, that was where we were speeding, or the driver was speeding around the uh, I think means parking you garage. out of the car and physically... Into the airport. airport? Well, we got to our security area, and it was... Uh, uh, there was, the line was uh, full of about a thousand 14-year-old girls who were all going on a trip, uh, and it was the longest line I'd ever seen. Is that I, hyperbole? I had resigned to, uh, I'll leave it to the imagination, I had resigned to the fact that we were going to have to get another flight down to our destination because there was no way we were making it through security in less than five hours. Did you? Uh, so the uh, security woman overheard, the gatekeeper, if you will, overheard my uh, companion on the trip Talking about, but you got to keep, you got to quit talking about her like she's the companion, because <laughs> the, the esotericness is making it sound like there's something untoward happened. A work yeah. companion. She's she's a coworker who 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 you are not sleeping. You're in the same right. department with. That's right. She's married. Right. You're married. Yes. And you have a kid. Yes. And it's not like you're banging her. Right. Right. It's just platonic. Right. Yeah. So we don't the the lack of specificity is not designed to add mystery it's just designed to protect the innocent okay right yes all right so she was bitching about being late uh yeah um the uh, gatekeeper woman of the tsa had uh, told us that we could uh, just go ahead and skip that whole line of a thousand girls oh really <laughs> yes wow she opened the uh the beltway uh whatever you call it those uh, portable line makers the uh the the queue boundaries if you will uh, and uh, she let us go right through, and uh, then they searched my bag, my bags. Uh, they found my uh, hair product and toothpaste to be worthy of examination. Your hair product? But they gave an opinion that it was uh, empty enough where I was allowed to take it with me. So Minoxidil? Packed me along my way. No, it was just uh, cosmetic hair product, not any kind of um, medicinal quality to it or anything. What was not it? A, uh, Propecia or Rogaine, none of that. You, Not just a Garnier Fructus hairspray. You use hairspray? Uh, yes. Really? Keep it out of my forehead, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave. Keep it out of your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to... Otherwise, it falls way Listeners, uh, you may be it surprised to hear down. that uh, the gap between Dave's hairline and the traditional beginning of a forehead is wide. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I have a low hairline here, but Dave... There's not a lot of hair touching your forehead. Oh, I know. But it just kind of falls down all sloppy. It's just more sort of organize it. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, that, well, that makes sort of perfect sense. Uh, is it a metric or English uh, hair organizer? Um, I guess it would be uh, metric if it's Garnier Fructus. Yeah. And why don't you use, like, gel or wax or something? Uh, I'm experimenting with different kinds as the years go by. How long have you been using the Garnier Fructis hair levels change, spray? Uh, well, I bought a new one today because, as we'll find out later, I didn't make it home with my uh, hair product. Or my hair Foreshadowing. Product, I didn't make it home with me. Foreshadowing, yes, very good. Uh, and um, I had to try a new kind. Or I didn't have to try a new kind, but I chose to try a new kind at the store with less hold. Only the strong <laughs> hold instead of the ultra hold. Were you disappointed at the hold level? No, hold. I'm actually pretty pleased with it so far because the ultra hold really like is just like a glue for your hair and it really uh, hardens your hair, makes it stick together in spikes, and it kind of looks... Like really shitty cornrows. Um, when you comb it? Uh, no, I don't use a comb. I haven't used a comb in probably at least ten years. What do you do? Uh, Brush? But I just use my fingers. You haven't used anything besides fingers in ten years? Fingers and fingernails. Wow. Uh, so th go ahead, Matt. That statement that he hasn't used anything besides fingers in ten years. There's not just not so much hair that I need anything else. Yeah. It's, it's certainly thinned out over the last uh, thirteen years or so. 
so they they determined that your personal liquid based carry on products pass muster and you could take them with you onto the because plane. The bottles, if they had been full, would not be allowed through. But since each product was about half used, um, they let it through because okay. it, it depends on the amount of fluid inside the bottle and not the size of the bottle. How on earth is the TSA able to estimate whether or not there is that amount of fluid? Did they actually measure it or just like they hazarded a guess? She looked at it and shook it. <laughs> and I guess with the uh, toothpaste, it was fine because the toothpaste tube would uh, mold to the the shape of how much toothpaste is left. It's not like there's a lot of air in the toothpaste tube. That's why you can never one put way the toothpaste valve, back right. in the tube. Right. Yeah. It's like a one-way valve. What about Ashley? Did she have any uh, issues getting through security? I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, person I was with um, had, uh, I think, uh, not any problems getting through. Was the person? Did the person you were with, uh, Ashley, did she display any annoyance that uh, you Did she had actually... Display any annoyance? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, annoyance that you uh, were had caused them you to be so late. No. I would have been. All right. It wasn't his fault, was it? No. Well, I still maintain that they uh, left too late. That well, you're my determining. I'm not the one who set the pickup time. Well, but you I could have left at the same time. Yeah, you could have suggested an earlier. I would have departure left at the time. same time. Though. Yeah. Yeah. With him wrong. <laughs> well, we'll let the audience decide when it comes to judging. I'm not here to argue. Ramping with Dave. No, no, we, I think you are. Uh, we plan on arguing. So, how was the flight? Seamless. Uh, how long? Departed the runway 17 minutes after boarding ended, which is right on schedule. Uh, it was uh, sort of wet outside, pretty cold, pretty gray. Got off the ground without a hitch. And once we were up in the air, I did watch an episode of Blue Planet 2 that explores the coral reefs of the world. Wow. Uh, are are you a... Free Wi-Fi. Uh, just for that uh, certain select uh, viewing, and that was one of them. Uh, there was the general Wi-Fi. was $10 an hour, uh, but I wasn't going to pay for that. Could have expensed it, maybe. I wasn't going to plan on doing that. I thought it was maybe outside the boundaries of what I could uh, reasonably request to be reimbursed for. So at this point... Uh, is when you were concerned about perhaps overspending your employer's money. Yeah. It's uh, more foreshadowing. So then what happened when you landed? Did you go straight to the beach? You can't say that foreshadowing is foreshadowing. You just have to leave it to the audience. Well, no, but I think it's like uh, the audience can't see us, so they can't they can't see that we're foreshadowing. You can yeah, say something mean, like, uh, we'll come back to this later. That's good foreshadowing. You just <laughs> let the foreshadowing happen. Wait, okay, so it all out. we'll back it up and try one more time. So uh, was that when you decided to uh, be concerned about spending on the uh, company account? By the way, I hadn't been the one who booked this trip at all, even. There's just no idea. <laughs> I'll say that as well. We'll talk more about that later. Yes! There you go. Organic! <laughs> also, Dave, sounds like you're uh, getting defensive about this. I feel like I'm being forced into the defensive. By? By our offense? By the host and uh, my co-guest. You well, you're the host. It's rampant with Dave. No, I thought you were the host. No, I'm the producer. Okay. And then Matt is a participant. Okay. Well, then the Regular other guys. So it's like if <laughs> it's like if uh, if we were getting out medals, you would get gold, Matt would get green, and then I would be the guy handing out the medals. So Matt is the old aged copper, I guess. 
No, no, he <laughs> old bronze metal. No, no, it's a it's a metal made out of like green. like fabric, like a green fabric, <laughs> like oh, more like, like a it's a ribbon. He gets a green <laughs> ribbon. Yeah, you get a gold medal. Yeah, you get a gold medal as the host. Right. Matt gets green ribbon as sometime participant, <laughs> and then I'm the person who hands them out or pins them on. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, so now you were uh, busy defending yourself for spending too much of the company's money. Why would you do that? Why would I do what? Well, how long was the trip planned to take? Get there on, and it's in West Palm Beach is where we landed. Oh, fancy. Uh, this is nice, the, Very nice airport. Probably the nicest airport I've ever been in. What would you say is number two? Uh, I haven't been in too many airports in my time. It would not be Philadelphia <laughs> International. So right now the airport ranking <laughs> all time, number one, West Palm Beach, number two, Philadelphia. No, uh, could be Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, could be San Francisco, could be Denver, could be Pittsburgh. You know, Denver was actually pretty nice. Denver, supposedly, that's like where the Illuminati Airport is. Oh, wow. There's uh, all kinds of, like, probably Masons or whatever, I'm not sure. Newark Liberty, though, uh, EWR in the uh, uh, airport world codes. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, actually nicer than I expected it to be for being in Newark, New Jersey. And flying out of there Saturday. Oh, where are you going, Matt? Uh, also to Florida. At what part? Uh, Central. That's great. You're awful vague about your trip. <laughs> are you going with an unnamed female associate? No, I'm going with my family to Disney World. Yeah, rich. Yeah. <laughs> are you also traveling to Disney World next year? I'm not flying out of Newark like some kind of boss, <laughs> and also not immediately. And also, I didn't bring it up because I'm not a brat guy. No, Newark is the uh, Newark's just the red-haired cousin of uh, New York City. So I wouldn't get too uh, the Irish cousin. Get too upset about him. The Irish Irish cousin. We don't want to. uh, We've already mentioned Dave and cornrows. I don't want to appropriate anybody else's culture during this. uh, I don't know what you mean by appropriating any kind of culture. You were supposed to go down there like what on a Tuesday and come back on a Friday. That's the the way the trip was booked for me. Yes, and uh, again, qualified response. And the the conference itself was just on Wednesday and half a Thursday. That's right. So you ended up being there Tuesday with no conference, Wednesday, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon with no conference, and then Friday morning with no conference, and then you flew out sometime later on Friday. Uh, we flew out first thing Friday morning. What time was that? Went to the airport at nine thirty. You left for the airport or arrived at the airport? Left for the airport at 9.30. What time did you leave for, for the airport uh, on the way out on Tuesday? 5.45 in the morning. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you were there like all day long Tuesday doing, just hanging out. Uh, yeah. And that gave you the opportunity to like see the sights. Right. Did you see any sights? I did. I'll explain. Well, it was a long walk to the beach, but we figured we're in Florida, so why not? We had just uh, doubled our temperature in Fahrenheit degrees, and it was great. So we uh, walked all the way down Okeechobee Boulevard, I guess named after Lake Okeechobee, mosquito and alligator cesspool of the world. Is that uh, a uh, like a highway? Okeechobee Boulevard was a, I want to say, six-lane urban arterial roadway. Did it uh, have sidewalks? Uh, it did, and they were good sidewalks, too. Also, there was a train station right next to the hotel. I thought that was great. Uh, I wasn't aware that they had any kind of passenger rail system down in southeast Florida. Did you take any any train videos? Rail. Uh, I didn't take any train videos, but um, kind of bad for the environment. The trains were not electric. They were all diesel, and they let them run throughout the night just to charge their batteries or something. Uh, but what? Do you mean, what? They don't have batteries if they run on diesel. No, yes, they do, Matt. Uh, <laughs> you're asking the guy who did a uh, train presentation for his senior project in high school. 
Well, so your train-related information is like 15 years old. Zero. Any, <laughs> any diesel train doesn't actually run off the power of the diesel like a car does. It would, uh, the diesel engine is super big and it charges, it's just basically a big generator and it charges this big electric battery which then is applied uh, to the wheels somehow and that what's, that's what makes the train go. I can hear all the women in America <laughs> not f***ing you. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So you walk to the beach. Well, we took a couple pit stops or uh, turned off to the side roads a little bit to try and find some type of thing to eat as we had not eaten anything since uh, 5.30 that morning at our respective homes. Uh, it was just like pulling teeth finding anything to eat that was less than $100 a person. I didn't want to spend that kind of money when it was the taxpayer's money. So, also, uh, it, to be clear, to, finance department would not have approved it. Interruption. Matt interrupted. Uh, but anyways, uh, any kind of reasonable food was just non-existent. Uh, the only food we did see was at a gas station, but uh, we figured that we were not going to surrender to gas station food. We were going to try and keep looking, and it was to, it was uh, our mistake. There was no other food. There was uh, an apparent Middle Eastern restaurant somewhere near the beach, but went looking for that. It just wound up being a super ritzy, rich, uh, really over-the-top wealthy type of shopping center. We wanted to get something that was a little more uh, specific to... Like our... almonds? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what kind well, of... That's how the plan backfired. What is Florida cuisine? Probably like, like... Cuban. Oh, yeah. Cuban sandwiches. Right. Mole? I don't know. Uh, uh, what's that one thing where they like uh, plantains? They uh, drink, that could uh, be. I think that's Jamaican. They drink a specific type of coffee. Oh, yeah? It's real like... It's almost like syrupy. And it's like shots. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, great. Have you calculated the distance between the West Palm Beach Marriott to the beach? Found almonds at a Starbucks. Had that to hold me over. Held me over very well, actually. I think I had been pretty good with my uh, eating up to that point, so my blood sugar remained relatively level, and I didn't crash, and I didn't uh, have any uh, cravings for any food that I didn't need. You had been good with your eating up to that point in yes. the sense that you hadn't had eaten anything? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and that what I had eaten last was just high-protein, uh, no-carb, or very low carb, a uh, decent amount of fat. It held me over very well. Got to the beach, uh, had to change actually out of my shorts into my bathing suit on the beach because I expected to see some type of bathroom or locker room near nearby. As was every beach ever. <laughs> no, no, that's that's only the way it works in the Northeast. I've never experienced a changing room at the beach that I can recall. So, By the way, it was according to Google Maps from the West Palm Beach Marriott to the beach. It is guess how many miles? Two point five. 2.0. Oh. And the estimated time to walk, 42 minutes. Yeah. How did you change without exposing yourself to the general public? So I had a really big, like, quilt-sized beach blanket that I brought in my backpack with me. I uh, That you flew down with? Yeah, I guess it wasn't quilt-sized. It was like a small blanket size. So I don't want to show anybody my butt. So uh, on the beach, I did uh, wrap this uh, towel around me. I learned this... Wait, what is Ashley wearing? Is she also getting undressed under a towel? No, she already had her bathing suit on. uh, Because I didn't want to show up at some restaurant in my bathing suit in case she had some kind of dress code. So I wore my regular clothes. uh, And then when we got to the beach, I wrapped this towel around me. And this was a skill that I learned in 10th grade swimming class in high school where nobody wants to actually get naked in front of each other except for the football players because they like that. Why do you want to get Uh, naked in front of a football player? I didn't. Uh, All the football players wanted to get naked in front of each other. Uh, but I wasn't on the football team, and neither were my friends, so we uh, had a skill where you would wrap the towel around yourself and sort of wiggle or hula out of your uh, shorts or whatever, 
and then be able to put the bathing suit on while still having the towel covering it. So I did this on the beach. There weren't too many people around. Uh, went in the water, enjoyed uh, water temperatures that were at least 80 degrees. You said that you were you wanted to wear regular clothes to the hotel. What were your regular clothes? Uh, it was a uh, a decent black polo shirt. A decent? Was this the one that's like very tight on your breasts? No, that's the gray one. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't worn that in a long time, though. Uh, and gray shorts, which were fine. And <laughs> so it's not like I was dressed to the nines, but was I wasn't the, dressed like a hoodlum. Was it the same gray shorts that you routinely wear to play golf? Yes. Yeah. Is that the only pair of shorts you have? Pretty much. <laughs> Dave, don't let him make you feel bad about that. Yeah. Wait, those aren't the camouflage and one basketball shorts. Right. That They were? No, I'm oh, not okay. wearing those. Okay, because those are kind of beat up. Right. I wear the same clothes all the time. Who cares? You're the host. You don't have to feel bad. I know. Till I want you to. Yeah. But not Matt. Okay. You were just at the part where you're exposing your penis, and then it sounds like someone else is getting naked there, too, so so continue. Nobody else got naked there at all. Well, where did they get naked? Nobody got naked there at all, actually. Well, where, I mean? Uh, at the beach. Yeah, I mean, they didn't get naked at the beach, so where did they get naked? You said they didn't get naked there. Uh, well, probably in their hotel rooms or the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Uh-huh. Went in the water, enjoyed it. It was great. It was pretty clear. Not as clear as I'd hoped. A little rougher. Did Ashley also get in the water? A lot of dry, uh, dead seaweed floating around. It was kind of obnoxious. It was in the water, but it was still dry? Uh, yeah, because when you pull it out of the water, it was dry and scratchy. It that wasn't like it wasn't like it was alive. It Maybe was it wasn't seaweed. Sticks. Maybe it was just bushes. It was like a bunch of dead sticks and hay and stuff is what it was like, pretty much. Weird. You know, kind of like an exfoliating back rub every time it would brush up against you because the current and w- was sort of uncomfortable. Did Ashley also get in the water? She went in for uh, five, ten minutes or so. Yeah. And for some reason felt like it was better to uh, hang out on the dry part of the beach. Uh, <laughs> the, the dry part of the beach, <laughs> yeah. also known as the beach. The beach. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So uh, some gentleman from... Uh, Wait, just to confirm, when you were in the water, would you have told people... I spent a good amount of time in the wet part of the beach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also known as the fucking water. Yes. All right. Yeah. A gentleman from Bedford, Virginia, off to the west, down by uh, uh, Roanoke, uh, introduced himself as Earl Hackworth, went on to uh, his pawn shop business, how he has to go to court a lot, how he was in trouble for a lot of things in his younger age. He used to live in Miami and uh, had uh, suffered a uh, addiction to crack cocaine and alcohol. And before that, he had lived in West Virginia, so he'd been all over the place. And was racist. Yes, he used the N-word at one point to quote somebody, but still, I don't think that he should use the exact word. Oh, I see. In a very official proceeding, like in court, when it needs to be said. Well, I mean, at least he's quoting somebody. It was still bad, but not as bad. Yeah. Uh, But to somebody you just met, it made me a little uncomfortable. I didn't really know how to respond other than say, wow. Did Uh, you respond by not looking him in the the eye? Yes. What part of his body did you look at? I looked out to the uh, Bahamas. Was he quoting the this person who used the N-word approvingly? No. No, he said that person was wrong for using that word. Oh. But that he's, he confided in me. He said, you know, I don't usually tell people this. You Wait, how long did you know, Earl? About uh, 30 minutes at this point. <laughs> so I don't usually tell people this, but I've struggled my whole life with discrimination. And I wanted to say about, uh, from what he told me, it didn't really seem like he struggled that much with it. Um, he was he, discriminated against? He didn't really see... He didn't really say whether he struggled with the idea of discrimination or he struggled with himself discriminating against people. So it could have been that he struggles with society being discriminatory against others, but uh, it didn't really seem that way. 
So I'm not really, how to, not really sure how to take what he said. But he wasn't alleging that he had been discriminated against. Uh, that's correct. My guess is what he means is he finds it hard to discriminate against people, but he somehow finds a way to do it. I think so. Uh, okay. So how is it you came to meet Earl? You're just out there the hanging ocean. around in the ocean with some dry seaweed, uh, the wet part of the beach. Yeah. Uh, actually, his split and left you alone, as people would do. I'm because sorry. Actually, Earl Hackworth came up and introduced himself right before I actually got out of the water uh, and came over and said, how y'all folks doing today? And she was probably like, I'm doing well enough to know that I'm not going to hang out with you, stranger, in the water. Yeah. But then Dave was like, nah, I'm good with it. Yeah. Maybe we can get some ramps going out here. Yep. West yeah. Virginia ramps. Yeah. Uh, and uh, three hours later, I, uh, his family had uh, finally convinced him to get out of the water. Uh, they were probably like, Dad, move away from that strange guy. Yeah. Were you wearing a shirt? Uh, I was not. Were your nips just blazing in the sun? Uh, I put on some SPF 15. On your nipples? Uh, yeah, suntan lotion on my nips. Why, why not? Why yeah, you don't want to have a burnt. Do you think he was looking at him? Uh, no, it didn't seem like it. How are you from a body hair perspective? Uh, pretty medium, I think. I don't yeah. know. I'm not particularly on either end of the spectrum in well, that regard. Yeah, autism spectrum, <laughs> yeah, slightly yeah, different. that particular spectrum. Yeah. So you're out there, like, are you getting wet or are you just standing in the water? Standing shoulder deep. Shoulder, and why? Because it was comfortable. It was great. It felt nice. It was great water. I hadn't, hadn't really gotten to the ocean at all this year. Uh, except for uh, one day in Cape May. But weren't you bored off your balls? <laughs> it was just nice to relax and not have anything to worry about at that moment. For three hours? Yes. Now, when I was you, wrinkled as a prune by the time I got out. When you stay in the water for a long time, your fingers prune up because it's an evolutionary advantage because the wrinkles uh, allow for better grip when it's wet. But conversely, your ball sack smooths out. Just in case you have to run and there's less friction between your legs. I don't think it smoothed out. I think it contracted so that it was kind of like a hard rock almost. And now mine becomes perfectly smooth like a cue ball. Everything (laughs) shrinks down there. It needs to shrink so it doesn't let anything in. You can't have salt water going into your urethra, up your uh, ureters, into your kidney, your and have urethra. a serious infection. Well, urethra does not seal upon entrance to the water. Well, well I think it does. Well, listen, <laughs> your ears. If Dave is anything like I am, he seals it with a dab of hot wax. <laughs> right? Yeah, you could just wear a condom into the water, though. It's the same thing. <laughs> Well, you oh, could, but... Sense. To wear a condom on your flaccid penis yeah. in the water. Well, will you put it over your balls as well? <laughs> Actually, they make these things for computer scientists when they got to work on something. Finger cots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little uh, rubber uh, condoms for your fingers so I, you don't have to touch the fingers to the uh, computer equipment. When I worked at Harold's Photo in uh, Sioux City, Iowa... That's spelled photo? Yeah. Photo? We, we used to get them, and I used to take handfuls of them and hand them out of school, those tiny rubbers. Oh. Oh, <laughs> But the thing about finger cots, wait, what? You don't want to use the pinky size one on your flaccid penis, you probably would choke it out. You gotta use the thumb size one, and even that's a stretch, I would say. I think it was just one size fits all. Ooh, so your thumb's probably screaming whenever you gotta use those, and your pinky is uh, just wiggling around. Although you're probably not really using your pinkies too much in uh, computer equipment manipulation. Yeah, that's a fair guess. But the thing that always struck me was like, why do we have these stupid rollable finger cots when we could just wear rubber gloves? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it I seems like a fix to a... Are they? More wasteful than finger condoms? Yeah. Uh, when I was in uh, middle, uh, high school, 16 years old, my first girl, my, my first real girlfriend 
we had uh, been hanging out and we went into the garage for whatever reason and found, uh, no, her younger brother went to the garage and found a box full of these finger condoms, showed them to us, and we all thought that his dad was the tiniest <laughs> of all time. And we couldn't believe it, and we were just mortified for many years until we found out what they were. This has been a very special edition of Ramping with Dave. We look forward to part two of the story, Dave Goes to the Beach, when we get around to it. Until next time, we will bid you adieu, and thanks so much for listening. I'm a fire starter.